Together, we're going to find our way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. Well, guess what? Finally made it through season two with the final episode here, the season two finale entitled, Hi, Mom. (laughs) This is my Instagram post. Right now, I don't know why my phone doesn't have internet, but my laptop, laptop does. Luckily, I ordered a new phone over the weekend, so... It's time to upgrade this phone a little bit. I have the iPhone 6. I decided to get the iPhone 8. I don't need the newest brand new model or anything like that. But I gotta have something better than... I've had this phone for like over two years now. It's like, okay, I need something. Because it's really frustrating. Because whenever I go onto apps and stuff, sometimes it like shuts me. It shuts down on me or it shuts me out. It's like, ugh, Seriously. So, because IMDb is working on my laptop, but I can't see the screen and record at the same time. So, and I can't get on IMDb on my phone, so I'm just going to Instagram and going with what I wrote here. So, Season 2, Episode 22. Hi, Mom. The air date was April 7th, 1984. Oh, this is, <laughs> this is what I wrote. I like this. Kate's mother comes for a visit, and Kate tries to hide her relationship with Edward from her because she would disapprove. I put the eye roll emoji here, and then I said, really? Oh my gosh. This is how they wanted to end season two? With that two-parter episode of Summer's Romance, I thought Edward and Kate were past this and had solidified their relationship. Now all of a sudden, Kate's like, my mom's coming for a visit. I can't let her know that you and I are dating. She would totally disapprove of me dating my employer. Or maybe she... How would Do you really think that her mother would be like, oh, Kate, you can do so much better. Uh, excuse me? She would be financially set for life. And I'm not just saying because Edward has money and everything like that, she wouldn't have to worry about that. But he loves her. He loves her. And they're so cute together. So, Kate's mom, get that stick out of your butt and just be happy for your daughter. I have not seen the episode yet. I don't know how it's going to go down, but... Uh, oh, here we go. This is, <laughs> I was laughing as I was writing this. Kate, you're a grown woman. As they say, woman up. It's time to put on your big girl pants and tell mommy where you stand with Edward. Yes. 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 <laughs> exactly. Um, This episode, I think, has like a 7.2 rating. Blazing Hotel Rooms, which was the episode before this, had a 7.8. So I had a bit of a higher rating. Um, also, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for jumping on board. This is just, it's been fun watching Ricky get a little older, go through some seriouser type episodes here and there, sprinkled throughout with goofy ones. Um, if you want to know where to follow the podcast, you can go to the Facebook page at Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast, and Instagram at Silver Spoons Podcast. Also, I have Twitter, which is combined with the Punky Power Podcast slash Silver Spoons Podcast. If you'd like to email the Silver Spoons Podcast, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. Um, I am going to be starting season three starting next week. And when I originally wanted to do this podcast, I remember going through... The other seasons, like three, four, five. Four and five are gonna get so crazy hokey. Some of the storylines make zero sense, which I get it, it's a sitcom, but it's like a lot of stuff gets rehashed that doesn't need to be more so. It's probably just for comedic purposes. And I'm just like, ugh. 
there's an episode, probably season four or five, where Kate's grandmother comes for a visit and she's got a boyfriend and Kate doesn't feel that it's right that her grandmother, who's probably 80 some years old, and her boyfriend sleep in the same room. Oh, what? What? Oh, and yeah, there's one where Kate's uncle, who's like, I'm not sure if he's like a veteran or something, but he's trying to show up his old army buddy by saying that he actually owns uh, the Stra uh, Stratton man Mansion, like that's his place. I'm like, and then he's basically freeloading off of the Strattons. I'm like, you gotta be joking me with this. Writers, come on. We do get some serious episodes <clears throat> excuse me, later on, a little bit here and there, but really, as a matter of them being really serious, I mean, there's one that deals with drinking and driving that I can think of, um, and Rick drink, getting drunk, but as far as anything else, I, off the top of my head, I cannot think of any other real serious episodes. It was more goofy shenanigans for laughs. It's like, you have a boy that is growing up and facing certain issues. You could use this to be, like, the drunk driving, or whatever that episode is. It's in, like, season four or five. Maybe season five. And it's like, you could be tackling certain issues that teenagers face, which Ricky in season three is going to be starting high school. Of course, they deal with his first day of high school. It's not all it's cracked up to be. Maybe he was the king of the pond in junior high, but in high school, he's a low boy on the totem pole. So we'll see how season two, uh, the finale is going to go. Like, I know right away in season three, episode one, we meet Alfonso right out the gate. So... Looking forward to that. Freddy's still coming around occasionally here and there. I think he's only in season three and four. And then I think they boot his butt out the door. And they bring in, I think the guy's name is Brad, who's supposed to be a pseudo-Dara 2.0. Which, come on. Nobody can replace, I don't care how a good actor they are, nobody can replace Jason Bateman's Derek Taylor in any shape or form. He is golden. He is a golden boy. Man, he's a man. Um, he's like, gotta, he's gotta be in his 50s by now, right? Wait, no, because Ricky Shorter actually just turned 40, 49? I think it's 49. I think so. Because I think he was born in 1970, so he's gonna be 50 next year. So, all right, let's jump into this episode and see how this is gonna, let's see how this is gonna go. So we open up, we open up the episode in the living room. Edward and Kate are just doing some business stuff, sitting on the couch. Edward goes to take a sip from his empty glass before he realizes it's empty. I've done that myself, where I'll go to take a drink of something, like, oh, why am I, oh, that's right, it's not, there's nothing in it. So he rigged up this really cool, uh, it's like a little flat platform with wheels on a motorized thing, serving tray, I guess, that actually had two drinks already on it. And uh, it rolls in, and he takes the full glasses and puts the empties on there. And then, of course, he's digging in his pocket. Like, what is he getting out of his pocket? And like, oh, he's going to tip the... Because the the little um serving, mechanical serving tray's got a little black bow tie, almost like it's a butler or somebody. <laughs> That's cute. He pops a couple quarters on. Like, here you go. Where's 50 cents? He says, get yourself some new batteries. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. So the cart moves, the little serving tray moves, turns around, starts to head back towards, I'm guessing, the library? Because it ends up bashing into the side of the door frame. Like, okay. I think it's stuck because it keeps, like, backing up and keeps hitting it. Oh, Edward makes a joke like, hey, stay away from the scotch. Like, the serving, motorized serving, serving trays drunk or something. What in the good golly is Ricky wearing? Are those, like, a string of white, is that, that, no, it's a tie. It's a tie. 
a black and white checkered small tiny tie, and then he's got this wild bright shirt with like red and green and some bits of yellow and some red on the. Is he wearing black leather pants? What? Is he going, he's going for a new look, right? I mean, this is the thing. It's 84. All the kids are wearing le black leather pants. <laughs> and some um, neon multicolored red green, lime green and neon yellow with some tigery stripes going here and there. Oh my goodness. Dude. Oh, who dressed you? Who picked out your wardrobe, Ricky Schroeder, for the show, this episode? Because... It's not great. He's wearing a hat and it almost looks like he's got like something behind, like a cloth behind it. Like, hey, it's like really hot out or something. He doesn't want to get like his the back of his neck sunburnt. So I'm going to play this clip. <laughs> hey, what's that? <laughs> hey, where'd you get those clothes? Let me guess. There was a terrible explosion just as you walked by the Crayola factory. <laughs> once a month every the last Friday if every month they're allowed to wear something freaky looking because Edward's like Rick why are you dressed like that and he's like hey dad all the kids are wearing it like they are and this is 84 mind you so yes the bright flashy clothes the ties that kind of stuff was in back then maybe bright clothes are making a comeback I don't know but Edward's like, hey, Rick, why don't you tell Kate the good news? Oh, we received a phone call. Tell her who it was from. And Ricky's like, yeah, uh, your mom called. And she, Kate's like, my mom called? Why did you answer the phone? That was a personal phone call. And I would, I'm like, excuse me, it's their house. If somebody calls, he's going to answer the phone. Not to mention, um, caller ID did not exist yet. What, what, what Scream movie was it? The second one? I think it was the second Scream 2 or Scream 3. I think it was the second Scream 2 that introduced caller ID. Um, but yeah, I mean, you don't know if it's going to be a telemarketer or a family member or just whoever calling you up, so you got to answer the phone. Kate kind of, she pretty much explains to Edward and Ricky that she and her mother do not have the best relationship. She did not tell her mother that she's in a relationship with Edward because she's like, you didn't tell my mom about us, right? That we're involved. And he's like, no. Like, you, what, you didn't say that you and I were together? And she's like, no. I don't need my mom to know about my business. Not to mention, I don't need her meddling in my love life. And I don't want her coming here and telling me that I should flat out marry you right away. Like, I'm, she's, they're not, they're still in the dating stage. They're not in the engaged stage. They're not in the married stage yet. That is towards the end of season three. Next season, we're going to get the wedding. Um, but she just goes on and on and on about how her mother just treats her like a little girl. And there's this shoe story that I'm sure we'll get to that eventually. Um, Rick and his dad have a surprise as we hear the doorbell ring, and of course it's Kate's mother. Like, oh my goodness, God, you guys, why did you do that? Why? Check first. You don't know what her relationship with her mother is like. And I like how Kate's like, I love my mother. I love my mother in Columbus. As in, yeah, I can love them from afar where they're not 
in my life, meddling in my life, telling me how to live my life, giving me unsolicited advice that I don't necessarily want. Yeah. It just seems as a kid you're under your parents' thumb until you become an adult, you're living your own life, you're making your own choices. You don't want to have your parent always have a say or meddle or give you advice that you really don't want. Like, oh, you should be doing this. Why aren't you doing this? You should be keeping a cleaner house. Why can't you make meals that are actually good for you instead of eating junk all the time? Stuff like that. Not that Kate does any of that stuff. She looks like she's a very immaculate person and she looks like she eats really, really well. But, like I said, you know, you live under your parents' roof for, what, 18, 19 years. You go off to college if you go to college. You strive to be on your own. That is the end game for yourself. You want to be on your own. You want to have your own relationship. You have your own life. You don't want your parents meddling in where you feel that they shouldn't. Like, they've lived their life. They don't need to be interfering in yours. So I'm going to play this clip as Kate goes on and on and on about her relationship with her mother and why she has not told her mother about her and Edward being involved. When the phone rings, we answer it. <laughs> kind of like a habit. Listen, Edward, uh, I need to know something. Did you in any way give my mother the impression that you and I have anything other than a, a business relationship? No. But she already knows we're involved, doesn't she? Nope. Oh, you guys. Doesn't she? Sorta. <laughs> sorta yes or sorta no? Sorta no. <laughs> well, why haven't you told her? Well, Ricky, I'm sure there are some things you don't tell your father, right? Um, no, I tell him everything. <laughs> everything? Absolutely everything. Well, what about the time you snuck out of the house at midnight? Whoops. <laughs> Honey, there's something I don't understand here. Why haven't you told your mother about us? You're going to tell me where you went, young man. It seems to me you would have told your mother about us by now. I don't like this sneaking out of the house business. I don't like it. Must be some reason you haven't told her about us, and if it happens again, you're grounded, Buster. What is it? You're ashamed of me? I'd like some answers. See, Dad, I'll talk to you. I'm ashamed of you. Rick, Rick, can't you see I'm talking to Kate here? Please. Edward, I'm not ashamed of you. Well, good. Honey, are you ashamed of your mother? No. It's just that I don't want her to meet anybody I've ever met. That's interesting. Well, she embarrasses me. She brags about me. She tells people stories about my childhood. She always trots out the old shoe story. What shoe story? Never, never mind. It's embarrassing. It's awful. I'm sick of it. I hate it. Okay, okay, honey. But what she's good at, what she's really best at, is meddling in my love life. Well, what does she do? Well, she advises and consults and pushes and strains and slashes and rips and mutilates. Whoa. Chill, girly. Should I get a damn cloth? <laughs> when my science teacher gets like that, she takes a swig out of her special beaker. Oh, my God. Your teacher's an alcoholic? She'd immediately push us to get married. I mean, she'd put us both on the spot. Can't we just ask her to back off? That wouldn't work. She's an attack mom. <laughs> Look, guys, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I don't want you to get the wrong impression. I love my mother. In Columbus, Ohio, I love my mother. <laughs> oh, Rick. Knowing how Kate feels about her mom kind of puts a damper on our surprise, doesn't it? No, oh, you yeah, guys. Sure does. <sighs> what surprise? You gotta be kidding! So Kate is really irritated. Like, I really wish you hadn't have done that. And Kate puts her blazer on and 
turns to Edward before she goes to the door. Ricky at one point makes a joke, hey, maybe if we don't answer the door, she'll go back to Columbus. But before Kate goes to answer the door, she puts her blazer back on and says, Edward, look, I really don't want my mother to know that you and I are together. Can we please just keep this a business relationship until she leaves? I kind of feel bad for Edward because he just looks like, mm, whatever you want, Kate. So he just says, hey, whatever you want, you know, when that door opens, I'll just be, as he tightens his tie, I'll be the boss. I'll be Mr. Stratton. So I'm going to play this clip. Your mother's here. Well, actually, it's her surprise. She thought it'd be nice just to pop in on you. And you probably thought it was a great idea. Sure, then. Uh, listen, if we don't answer the door, maybe she'll just go back to Columbus. Uh, look, Edward, um... This is very important. I want my mother to think that our relationship is strictly business. All right? All right, if that's the way you want it. The minute that door opens, I'll just be... the boss. And I'll be... the boss's son. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So Kate opens a door. She actually takes her blouse and buttons it all the way up to the top of her neck, just below her chin. She opens a door. Her mother thrusts her wide, her arms wide out, like, "Oh, Katie!" You know, it always seems like people, you know whose names are, like, Kate or Catherine, their parents always seem to have, like, a, the shortened version, like, Katie. Like, there's my Katie girl. Kate is putting on such an act as she's just this fake smile plastered on her face, like, Mom! Hi! <laughs> is this where she got the shimmy shimmy shake thing from? Like, <laughs> like that she does with Ricky? Because her mom is doing that. Because Kate is like, oh, what a surprise! It's like, her voice is just booming with fake enthusiasm. So she got that shimmy shimmy shake thing that she does with Ricky. She got that from her mom, because her mom does it. So, they hug, and her mother's like, oh, honey, I wish I didn't have to be so far away from you. I can't stand it. And Kate's like, yeah, I know, I know. And Lauren is like, I like that you're in Columbus. Please stay there. <laughs> so, Kate introduces her mother to Edward, like, this is my boss, Miss Edward Stratton III, and his son, Ricky, or Richard, however. She wow, huh? her, her mom holds no... Holds nothing back to, like, she shakes Edward's hand, and she turns to Kate, like, oh, is he a hunk? <laughs> yeah, he's a looker. All of a sudden, she's already starting to embarrass Kate. Like, mother, please, thank you. Summers. I'm glad to meet you, Mrs. Summers. How do you do, Mr. Stratton? Oh, is he a hunk? <laughs> How do you get anything done around here? Mother Prince. Oh, and this must be Ricky. Yeah. Hey, nice threads. <laughs> right back at you, Mrs. Summers. Make a deal. Call me Marge, and I'll give you the present I brought for you. It's a deal, Marge. Simpson? A videotape? Dad, it's Thriller! Hey! You like Michael Jackson? Oh, do oh, I like Michael heck Jackson? Heck yeah, it's 80s, but kid doesn't. Woo! Look at him go. Saying I hurt myself. Well, 
mom was like you call me marge ricky and i will give you my present that i brought for you and he's like okay sure thing marge she gives him a videotape of thriller oh and she like you like michael jackson and ricky proceeds to do the the um the moonwalk <laughs> oh it's so cool i like this this is something that continues and it's just so cute what teenager didn't like Michael Jackson in the 80s? I mean, come on. 84 thriller? Yeah. And she really likes Ricky's clothes. I like that she is just so making an effort, like, just to just, she just wants to hang, man. She just wants to get to know Edward, Mr. Stratton. And she's like, he says, hey, call me Edward. And they sit down. And Kate, he's like, Miss uh, Summers, you can sit next to me. And I'm thinking, okay, guys, Edward, you got to keep your hands to yourself, right? Let's make sure we, like, keep the hands in your in your lap. Just no touchy-touchy, right? Because we're supposed to be, like, boss and employee here. <laughs> so Kate's mother doesn't suspect anything, so maybe, like, let's keep it that way. And Kate, originally, before they all sat down on the couch, was like, Mother, well, my chef's over. Let's go back to my place. And... Her mom was like, well, honey, I just got here. I kind of want to, you know, hang out and get to know your boss. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, this is, it's just, it's fun. She's, and of course, when she says Mar, like, to Ricky, like, call me Marge, my head immediately went to Marge Simpson, which, of course, would not happen for at least another, what, five, six years till, like, 1989, 90? One thing uh, you heard in the clip I forgot to mention was when Edward is talking to Kate, like, don't you talk to your mother? And she's like, well, no, not too much. But then she's like, Ricky, do you tell your dad everything? And Ricky's like, yeah. And so for an example, Kate's like, oh, really? Did you tell your dad about the time you snuck out of the house at midnight? And Ricky just gets this big, like, ah, okay, why did you do that? And it seems like Edward is, like, turning to face Ricky and then turning to face Kate and then back again as he's giving Ricky a stern lecture and he's giving advice to Kate. It's, I thought that was cute. So Kate's mom kind of asks Edward, like, how is my daughter doing in the working world? And Edward says that, She's efficient, and she's together, and she's just a great worker. And Kate's mom's like, oh, that's wonderful. When Kate was young, she was always so creative. And then she starts to talk about the shoe story, so I'm going to play this clip. So, how's my Katie doing in the business world? Terrific. She's efficient, she's organized. She's an excellent administrator. She's a totally together woman. How nice of you to say that. I've always been so proud of her. She was such a creative child. Mom. She ever told you the shoe story? <laughs> Mom, not the shoe story. Would you like to hear the shoe story? <laughs>
It's no problem. Well, you just pick up that shoe on the way home. somewhere together, you'll have to give me your shoes first. <laughs> okay, Summer and Phil are good. He's that funny. <laughs> so the shoe story, and that's funny. Because I remember when my family would, my extended family would get together, we'd go to like uh, Fallsburg Park, and we're in the back of a station wagon. My cousin Christopher was maybe two at the time, and they had the type of station wagon where you could sit in the back, and the door actually had a window that would roll down or go down. And we were going down this hill. And right in the dip of it, in the in the bottom part, before we go up this next hill, my cousin Christopher took his shoes off and threw them out the window. We actually had to drive back, and someone got out and grabbed them. I just I thought that the, the store, the shoe story. I didn't know that it was gonna go that route. Like that's, but yeah, her mother says. Kate was like five, and she threw one of the shoes out the window. They stopped at a rest stop before they knew what had happened, and of course Kate's dad was angry when he saw Kate hop out to go to the restroom when they stopped at like a truck stop or something. She was like hopping on one foot, and she couldn't understand. You know, she's five. She doesn't understand why like her dad's so angry. And then Kate finishes the story with, like, oh, da Daddy, we can pick up the shoe on the way back. <laughs> and Edward just laughs and laughs. And then he makes a joke about, hey, Kate, if we go somewhere, I'll have to remind you that I'll have to take your shoes before we go. And he just laughs. And Kate gets this serious look on her face, like, please, it's not that funny. What, what are you doing? And we cut a commercial and come back. Kate is by herself in the living room and we hear the train. I bet she went, her mom went on the train. We always get an, I just noticed that now it seems like whenever they do the train, we get this applause for the train all the time. Like the train is part of a show. I'm sure in season four and five, they'll still have this train going. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Kate's mom is at the head of the train. She's wearing, um... Like a, a train conductor's hat. That's cute. So they get off the train and Ricky's like, Wow, Marge, that was the best meatloaf I ever tasted. I love how you made it to, shaped it to look like Mount Rushmore. Blech. Mount Rushmore, I'm sorry. I don't know what this noise is as Ricky's like, It felt strange to pour ketchup on George Washington. So I'm going to play the, what is this weird sound? I mean, it's not a fart. I thought it was something like a... <laughs> Like laughing, <laughs> like yeah. I'm gonna play it, and you tell me if you can hear it. Oh, Marge, that was the best meatloaf I've ever tasted. Well, thank you. I like the way it baked to make it look like Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Although it felt a little strange to pour ketchup on George Washington. <laughs> oh, Eddie, this is a lovely home. Well, thank you. You know, I just recently became a real estate broker. You did. Look, if you ever decide to move to Columbus, look me up. Well, of course, we don't have any houses this big in that area, but uh, I could put you into a Kmart. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Hey, Kate, you should have joined us on the train, honey. Honey? Oh, Edward. Crap. Uh, yeah, honey, <laughs> that's kind of a nickname. <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. See what happened was um uh, Oh, I remember. Yeah, uh Kate came to work one day eating a piece of toast. And on the toast was honey's. <laughs> no. No. Mr. Stratton, do you think this would be a good time to serve the coffee? Good idea. Good idea. Uh, bye, honey. <laughs> Edward, why? <laughs> you, uh, you, kn you knew he was going to slip up. I got a feeling like 
either saying honey or dear or that's what Jeremy and I call each other. We call each other dear. Um and some other pet name he has for me that I won't say. Um <laughs> Oh, uh, sometimes I say uh what I've been saying lately is cray cray Jeremy. <laughs> But as soon as Marge hears Edward call Kate, like, say, like, honey, you should have joined us, honey. And she immediately, Marge turns and her eyes light up like a Christmas tree. Like, honey, like, oh, she likes this. But Edward comes up with this weird story about, like, oh, one time Kate was coming into work and she was eating a piece of toast that had honey on it, so I've always thought to call her honey. So Kate is like, all right, Edward, how about we go into the kitchen and we can go get the coffee or dessert? She's slapping him in the shoulder as they walk away. Of course, Marge can't see this because she's too busy. She's got her thinking cap on. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I think something's going on. But, of course, Ricky says, bye, honey. Like, he's kind of trying to play into it. Like, it's not throwing Kate's mother off the trail at all. She's, she's like got some she knows now like no they're too familiar with each other <laughs> hey rick what do you say you and i chew the fat hmm? okay mm. which fat should we chew well um you know my daughter is just crazy about you i mean all the letters she writes to me she just goes on and on about how terrific you are that's nice sit it's a little odd that she never mentions your father. Odd? Well, I mean, she spends so much time around him, you know. A lot more than she does around you, and yet she never writes about him. I wonder why. Oh, well, it, it's probably because me and Kate are friends. But her and my dad, they just have a business relationship. No, they don't just have a business relationship, Rookie. She's got a six and she's mother. And then that's all they have. No, they don't. Nothing personal going on there. No, you're gonna crack. No sir Bob. You're gonna crack. Yep. And just say it. Nope. Just say it. Boy, it's hot in here. <laughs> Am I making you uncomfortable? Two inches away from my I'm face. I'm sorry. Let's change the subject. Thanks. I mean, good idea. My dear. You're just so adorable. Bet you were a cute baby. My dad thinks so. I think I look like a drooling prune. <laughs> well, you got any pictures? Sure, want to see it? Sure. Okay, but you have to promise not to look at the ones of me and my bassinet. <laughs> so Marge sits down, Kate's mother sits down with Ricky, like, hey, Rick, come on, sit down, we'll chew the fat. And he's like, all right, what fat would you like to chew? And she's like, well, when Kate writes to me, she always says, what a great guy you are, but she really, she doesn't mention your dad, like, at all. And she, at one point, gets, like, two inches away from his face, like, really looking in his eyes, like, she knows she knows that honey was too familiar. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get see if I can get this boy to crack and spill. And she's <laughs> Ricky. And so I think Ricky Schroeder is starting is starting to break character a little bit. Like he was starting to laugh a little bit. I was like, I can't keep a straight face. And she's like literally two inches away from his face, like looking, like, come on, come on, just tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. And she finally like, am I making you uncomfortable? He's like, eh, a little. So finally they go and look at, oh, before uh, Ricky pulls out his photo album, because she's like, I bet you're real cute as a baby. We get a wolf whistle. We get a whistle from somebody in the audience. <laughs> I'm going to play this clip as they're looking through the photo album. Oh my goodness, I bet anything in that photo album, maybe later on when there's pictures of him living with, you know, Edward, there might be something of Kate and Edward kiss. Oh my gosh, what if they have that dinner? Remember the dinner that Ricky set up for them in season one to kind of hook them up? What if that's in there? 
It might be. All right, let's find out. Here's me in the hospital nursery. <gasps> My, you are certainly wearing a big smile. Uh, no. That's my head. Ew. Is she staring at his bare butt? <laughs> Marge, what are you looking for? Oh, I'm just looking for some pictures of your father and my Katie. Marge, I... You know. Marge! Marge! Aha! There yeah. it is. Yep. some but then she really starts flipping 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 pages and Ricky's like uh Marge what are you doing uh you're why are you turning the picture so fast or turning the pages so fast and she's like oh, that's it I found it a picture of my Katie and your dad kissing oh I knew it I knew it I knew it and then of course Edward and Kate come in with the coffee and the serving trays and Marge is like, oh, there are those two lovebirds, and Edward and Kate are positioned to where they're about ready to put the serving trays of coffee in the cups onto the coffee table. They zero, like, they are eye level with Rick, as in, what did you do? What did you say to her? We told you to keep your mouth shut. And Ricky's like, no, hey, she tricked me. She wanted to look, she wanted to chew the fat. She wanted to, like, change the subject and, and, and look at the... The, the photo of him, the pictures of me as a baby. And then she, yeah. So, of course, of course, what do you think that Marge is going to ask? She's like, so when's the big day? And Edward is just really like, huh? What? Big day? Uh, uh, Kate, can you please say something? Kate finally gets around saying, that's, okay. Uh, Edward, Ricky, can you excuse my mother and I? I need to speak with her privately. So Edward and Ricky vamoose to the library area. <laughs> Honey, is there something wrong? Yes, Mother. You're meddling again. Oh, Katie. Is it meddling to want to see my daughter married before I drop dead? Oh, come on, you're not old. Mother, you're as healthy as a horse. Sure, now. But who 
was about tomorrow. I could be standing right here in this living room and get hit by a train. I just want to meet your hubby before I meet my maker. Mom, your maker is in no hurry to meet you. He's probably afraid that you'll try to fix him up with somebody. Now, look, you have had four long-term relationships, and you haven't made it to the altar yet. So? So? Let me put it in real estate terms. You've been in escrow four times, and you haven't once closed. You don't get married pretty soon, you're going to be a fixer-upper. Mother, I am not a piece of real estate. You can't hang flags and banners on me with a sign saying, Price to Sell. This property is for sale by owner only. Now, dear, you're getting upset. You bet I'm getting upset. There you go. <laughs> Look, haven't you wondered why I've tried to keep my relationship with Edward a secret from you? Well, yes, now that you mention it. Well, it's because <laughs> I knew you'd waltz right in and, and mess things up, just like you've always done before. What are you talking about? I am always saying, back off, stop meddling. And you always say, calm down, Katie, and, and I let it go. Well, this time, I am not letting it go. This is my life, Mother. And if the way I handle my life bothers you, then maybe you shouldn't be part of it. Jesus, Kate. Let's see. Let's roll. Well, I, you know, I was just trying to help. I just want you to be happy, Katie. I love you. The last thing that I wanted to do was to make you mad at me. relationships before Edward, I'm guessing. And her mother is actually, um, a real estate agent. Like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, but point blank, Kate just wants her mom to stop meddling. She does this every time. And I thought Kate, at first, I thought Kate went a smidge far. Like, won't you stay out of my life? Stop meddling. Let me live my life. I don't need you interfering. But when she said, basically, point blank, stay out of my life, or whatever, I'm like, okay, Kate, you're pushing it a little too far. More like, just say, Mom, I'm a grown woman. Please let me live my life and don't interfere. And she does say, I really care about Edward, and if he and I choose to get married one day, it's going to be because we want to, not because my mommy made me do this. Also, she does mention Edward got out of a marriage that did not work out for him. That's why he's hesitant to get married again. And I noticed that, I mean, she mentions Kate's father in the story, but are we to believe that maybe Kate's father has passed or he just didn't? <clears throat> want to, excuse me, come up and make the visit, or I don't know. I think for the, when I was looking at the, the wedding, um, cast, we get people there that I'm guessing might be her grandparents, but not her parents. 
is what I'm seeing. So, um, but they hug and it's sweet. And, you know, she said, Kate said her piece. Her mom will back off and everything like that. Oh, man, can you imagine if she asked about children? Like, are you guys going to have kids? Like, I mean, there's already Ricky, so I'm kind of happy that the show didn't go the route of, let's add a kid, because Ricky's getting too old. Let's add a baby. Like, Edward's nearing, like, his late 30s. He's The guy's going to want to retire eventually down the road, so... uh and Kate's a businesswoman. If she wanted to have kids, I mean, I think she's in her 30s, too. If she wanted to have kids, she would have had them early on if she wanted them. It said this episode was written by David W. Ducklin, who we know is a creator, and Deborah J. Ducklin? Is it Ducklin or Ducklin? Well, anyway, is that his wife? Like, are they a writing team? And maybe she came on just for this episode? I'm going to look on IMDb and see if maybe she's... Uh, written other, or, uh, written other episodes for Silver Spoons. Yeah, looks like she's just got the one writing credit. Okay, well, that's cool. That's cool. You brought the, the, the wife on, or someone to, um, here we go. Michael Jackson Thriller is a connection. Kate's mother gives Ricky a copy of the video. Cool. No trivia. Oh, this is a cute quote. Edward Stratton III, where'd you get those clothes? Let me guess. There is a terrible explosion just as you walked by the Crayola factory. <laughs> oh, here's one from Ricky that kind of insinuates like his science teacher has a drinking problem. When my science teacher gets like that, she takes a swig out of her special beaker. Ooh. <laughs> and here's a quote here I want to, it was in the clip. Kate Summers, you're meddling again. Marjorie Summers, oh, Katie, is it meddling to want to see my daughter marry before I drop dead? Why would you bring that up? It's almost like an, uh, a scare tactic in a way. It's like there's nothing wrong with you. And Katie even says, you're as healthy as a horse. I, I like um, Marjorie says, I just want to meet your hubby before I meet my maker. And Kate says, Mom, your maker is in no hurry to meet you. <laughs> oh, uh, Marjorie Summers, let me put it in real estate terms. You've been in escrow four times and you haven't once closed. You're not, you don't get married. If you don't get married pretty soon, you're going to be a fixer upper. upper. So that is the episode. We have concluded season two. Let's find out what season three is going to be, what's going to be in store for the first episode of season three for next week. Let's find out. Season three, episode one, entitled Best Friends. Dexter's nephew comes to live with him, but his aggressive attempts to make new friends don't go smoothly. Aggressive in what way? Is he going to say, be my friend or I'll beat you up? That doesn't sound like Alfonso. But maybe he's, I bet anything, Alfonso's probably got a chip on his shoulder. Because I think his mom is like an archaeologist or something. And I'm not sure whether his dad passed or his dad moved or his parents are divorced. or I'm not sure what the situation is there. But, um... Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see, you know, where season three takes us. We have Survival of the Fittest is the second episode. High school's a whole new ball ball game for Rick. Growing pains. Oh, we get our first two parter of season three. Guys, throughout season three, four, and five, there are too many two parters. Some stuff that do you really need it to be a two parter? Come on. There's also episodes in Season 3 that I will be skipping over just because they're holiday episodes. And if you guys are regular listeners, you know I do not do holiday episodes until the official holiday rolls around. So we have A Dark and Stormy Night that I think is like a, ho yep, uh, like a Halloween episode. So I'm going to save that one for October. Village of the Darned is another two- We're getting a lot of two-parters in Season 3 alone. Village of the Darned is a Thanksgiving episode. It's a two-parter, episode seven and eight, so that will be in November. Um, Twas the Night Before Christmas. That one's going to be saved for December. My goal, hopefully, 
Oh, of course, we get the third two-part, which, of course, is the most important one because it's where Kate and Edward actually get married. This episode 16 and 17 of season three. My goal is to get season three in the bag by the end of October. That's the goal. And I should be able to achieve that. And then what's going to happen there? Because <clears throat> in early 2020, I am going to be really focusing on Full House because I have this whole thing planned of doing Jesse and Becky's relationship from the beginning, certain key episodes from their first meeting to when they almost elope in Tahoe to the engagement and the wedding. And then, of course, when Becky finds out she's pregnant, when they find out that they're expecting twins, and then, of course, when the twins are born. So that whole thing. And so that being that, season four of Silver Spoons is not going to start until March of 2020. So, so that, way, that way that lines up that I will basically, uh, 2020 will be the, the end of 2020, Silver Spoons will be done. I'll have completed season four and season five. And then after that, it's just going to pretty much be Full House. So, yep, 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 yep. Sounds like a good plan to me. So, I want to give a shout out to some podcast listeners here. Let me get to it. Mm, where's the sun today? I think we're expecting a little bit of rain later, which I've had more than enough to last me a lifetime and a half. All right, here we go. We got MacArthur, MacArthur Ohio. Mexico City, Mexico, Colombia, Bangladesh, Chez Republic, Pakistan, Reno, Nevada, Noblesville, Indiana, Turkey, Jordan, Mexico, Greece, Athens, Greece, Mexico, Ukraine, Mexico, Serbia, Spain, Indonesia, Spain, Paris, France, Philippines, Vietnam, Argentina, Guatemala City, Guatemala, Pakistan, Colombia, <clears throat> I can't pronounce this one, A-Z-E-R-B-A-I-J-A-N, Colombia, Peru, Russian Federation, Mexico, Mexico, O-M-A-N, Russian Federation, San Antonio, Texas, Toluca, Mexico, Thailand, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Dominican Republic, Indonesia, Puerto Rico, Argentina, Japan, Mexico, Indonesia, Mexico, Uruguay, Sri, La Sri Lanka, Algeria. So thank you all for listening to the podcast, and I will be back next week with the start of Season 3. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. So for my rating for this episode, I'm just going to go with an average 3 out of 5. It was okay. It wasn't spectacular but it wasn't a dud either um I'm gonna say I really I thought Marjorie was cool I like that she brought Ricky a gift I like that she was intuitive when Edward had called Kate honey she immediately latched onto that and she knew the one way to get to find out was to go through Ricky like, hey, let's look at the photo album. She starts, like, I bet you're a cute baby. Do you have any pictures? And when she starts looking, she's flipping through the pages faster. She knows what she's looking for, a picture of Kate and Edward together. And she found one. So, um, yeah. And then, let's see, what's the other thing? Um, I do, I, I liked, um, Kate you know, telling her mother to kind of back off and everything. But, of course, I really, instead of that, um, I thought that was cute. But um, I thought Ricky's leather pants, black leather pants were cool, and that shirt was really colorful. So, yeah, I'm going to bump it up to a 4 out of 5. Um, the only thing I didn't really care for is just, oh, you know, Never mind. Five out of five. I'm going to give it five out of five because I like that serving tray on, on wheels. That was five out of five. The the little, th I mean, the little things bumped it up. So five out of five trains. So um, as far as for a silver spoonful, guys, come on. 
parents, you've raised your kids, you know you want to tell them how to live their life when you don't agree with what they're doing, but sometimes you got to let them make mistakes in order to learn. If you think that just going in there and fixing everything like they're five or they're 12, you can't do that. You can't do that. Kids, adults, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life for those that have parents that call your parents once in a while, okay? Keep the lines of communication. I know parents like to go on and on and on about, why aren't you married yet? Why don't you have a job? Why don't you invite me over? Why don't you come see me more? This and that. I know. Guys, you know this season, I, while covering season two, I, I lost my dad while covering season two. And I remember covering the hospital episode early on in season two. And my dad was still here. And I remember getting so upset because it's like, I'm scared. My dad's in the hospital. And then it was like a week later, dad was gone. And guys, I'm sorry to be... I'm sorry to be a downer, but I've never <laughs> had a podcast that I've been working I've, I've finished two, Punky Brewster and The Wonder Years. And if you think about it, this Silver Spoons podcast is going to hold something very close. They all do, but this one especially because I was working on this while my dad was in the hospital. While you, you guys have listened to me talk. When I was covering Punky Brewster, when I was telling you about my dad going in for his surgery and finding out that he couldn't have it because the cancer had spread. Guys, you've, you've been listening to me for a while talk about this with my dad having cancer. And now that he's gone, this, this show just covering it is just... So many ups and downs and things going on in my life and everything. And this Saturday is going to be really hard because it's my dad's birthday. <laughs> he would have been 66. And it's sad to think it's like my dad's not going to live to see. He, he's not going to see 70 years old. He didn't even. He didn't even get to enjoy his retirement. He had just retired the year before. And even then, he was dealing with, with cancer and everything. And the only thing I can say to come out of this is that my sister and I are starting to be able to have a relationship. We're starting to get closer and everything. And I thank God for that so much. Because my sister is the only family that I have left. <laughs> so please, just call your parents from time to time. Just, even if you don't get along, just, just, just do that. Don't, don't take for granted for a minute that your parent one day won't be here. And you won't have someone to turn to when you have a question about something. My dad always had advice. No matter even if I didn't want to hear it, he always had advice about anything and everything. And he would always call me on my birthday. <laughs> I'm sorry to get so emotional, but... God, this is going to be so hard for me <laughs> and my sister and, and for Pam and my grandma and everything. We're all still going through this. And it's only been this Saturday. It'll be three months. And we still have to pick out his headstone. We've been kind of uh, putting that off a little bit because we want to get one that's really, really good. We were going to go online, but it's like, no. No, we want to look and pick one out, so. But I, I again, I apologize for getting emotional, but 
I just realized that, yeah, closing season two was just so much changed for me in season two. And again, guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It does, I don't care if I get a few plays or however many, just the fact that you're listening is enough for me. Thank you. So, uh, I will be back next week with season three. Have a great week. It's Wednesday. The weekend's almost here. 